Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. everyone today we are getting into some fun bravo shenanigans with my mom on the co-host mike how we doing good and me too excited for captain sandy as our guest how are you i'm awesome and thank you for having me of course thank you for being here i was so excited to hear you're in town i know you have a new book a podcast so many things i want to talk to you about we got a ton of questions but I figure first we'll start off with your book. Congratulations. Thank I love the title. Thank you. Be the calm or be the storm. Yeah. <laughs> you love know, it. it's so funny. This morning I could have been the storm, but I chose to be the calm. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, finding my way here. However, at the same time, I feel like Bravo's done a great thing by putting our show on the air because mm-hmm. it's reached millions of people. And I never thought about writing a book. And the fans are like, write a book, leadership, leadership. And yeah. they said a lot of the fans watch the show for leadership tips. And I yeah. thought, wow, I read a book by Ernest Shackleton. Actually, he didn't write it, but it was about his leadership style. And I thought, I want to do a book like that through storytelling. And that's what I did. The I fans also wanted a little bit of history of me. And they can see I was a mess, how I got out of that mess and yeah. how I got onto this career path as a yacht captain. Well, I exactly want to talk about that. I want to hear about your journey, where you started to where you're at. I absolutely love the show. And if I'm being honest, I've never watched the normal or original, I guess not normal, (laughs) below deck until this season. So I was like, well, Captain Sandy's on it. I got to watch it. I've watched every season pretty much of Med but now seeing you on a different show with a different crew. So I just want to get into all of that, how you started, how long you've been sailing. And yeah, yeah. I'm so interested. And how I got on below deck. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. that too. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I um, was that lost kid on that merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. Drugs and alcohol was a big part of my life. I was on that train to nowhere. Got off of that, 
started cleaning boats from the bottom all the way to the top. And someone approached me and asked me if I wanted a full-time job. I'm like, sure. And they offered me to send me to school. They sent me to maritime school. Remember, I was I was kicked out of high school. He's paid to send me to maritime school, which is a not a maritime academy, uh, but it's a school. And I went there and he sent me to engineering school and all these other classes that you needed to learn boating. He also bought me a book, How to Make Money with bo- Boats, mm-hmm. How to Make Money on Boats and I read it and it was because of this man that gave me that opportunity that I became a captain. And I started, I literally started at the bottom. Wow. I love hearing that when you hear someone literally work their way up, you know, from a busser to a restaurant owner, from working on the boat to literally running the ship. Yeah. And you run the ship, but you're never above anybody else on there as far as tasks and whatnot. You, I see you get in there, you'll wash dishes, you'll take out the trash, Mm -hmm. you'll do anything. And I just think that's amazing. I, I've seen other captains that maybe don't have that, let's say, open bridge policy like I see you have. And I love that. You, you And you, like you said, you started where you did and you are now. But you don't you don't have that arrogance. And I absolutely love your leadership. I, I, I thank I, you. It's so, oh, so admirable. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I think when you start from the bottom, you realize there's one ultimate goal, and that is to provide the client with a level of service that mm-hmm. they paid for. They have an expectation and I'm going to help my crew get to that goal. Yeah. We all, Hey, listen, you know, happy crew, happy boat, mm-hmm. happy client. Mm-hmm. So how can I go to bed when I know my crew are in the weeds? I could not sleep knowing that they're in the weeds. I have to help them because at the end of the day, I'm ultimately responsible if the client isn't happy. Guess who gets fired first? Ooh. The captain. Yeah. I know self-leadership and leading with compassion are two things that you're very passionate about. And I mean, that just shines through on the Mm -hmm. show. It's so cool to see a woman in an industry that's so male dominant. And uh, excuse my French, but you're a fucking boss. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you are. Thank you. And I'm sorry, I'm staring. Can I just say the skin on you is, I know we're the same age, but... Your skin is amazing. Leah, You're beautiful. Thank you. Wow. No, you really are. Thank you Leah so has, much. Does she have a skin? She, she has does a skin, skin yes. Yeah. And I do well, a lot of NAD, IV. Maybe that's I don't what drink I need alcohol to start either. With because <laughs> I don't drink. I don't really that's a big either. Part of it. I wish I could say I didn't. That's and why I drink... it looks like that. But no, you. when I first Thank met you. you in the lobby, I was like, wow, her skin is amazing. I just had to say that. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking so, of Leah, I know you also have a podcast. Yeah, we do that. And it's about doing the next right thing. Mm-hmm. So many times you just want people to do the next right thing. Right. And not trash other people or, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, build themselves up. It's like so ridiculous. Just in life, like through life. It's even with my nieces and nephews, it happens in school, the bullying. Mm. And how do you teach the younger generation to be kind? Mm-hmm. Just have mm-hmm. a kind heart. Even if you don't agree with someone, just come from a place of kindness. It's so much easier it's that's so been my easy. motto my whole life is just to be kind i've always yeah. taught sheena and my other daughter that and now sheena's daughter who's a year and a half, well she'll be two in april you know we're working on that now it's be kind be nice share you know have empathy have compassion so i appreciate that you know most times when people are being a bully it isn't personal mm-hmm. it's about how they feel about but themselves then, yeah yeah and that's totally. something i'm able to rise above right and so be the calm or be the storm is a big mm-hmm. part of that lesson. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't have to beat my chest and say, look at me, I'm Captain Sandy. I drive a super yacht. It's more about just living it, right? Living it because it's my journey, yeah. not someone else's. And when I stay centered and focused and do the stuff that helps me stay centered every morning yeah. and then every night, like clean up the wreckage of my day. Did I hurt someone? Did I yell at someone? Do I owe an amends? Do I owe an apology? When I do that every day, mm-hmm. it I wake up feeling happy and joyful. Yeah, that's and so it's awesome. A way to live. Isn't I love it. it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. So, how long have you been a captain now? A long time. <laughs> <laughs> long enough to know how to drive a boat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not just a boat, a and not just a yacht, a super yacht. What yeah. is, What is the difference yeah. of a yacht to a super yacht? Is it the size? Is it the crew? It's the size. I don't know the number. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't. Where did Super Yacht come from? Right. You know, in my industry, it's so interesting. I founded a charity to help kids to get a maritime school program in high schools across the country for parents who can't afford to send their kids to college. Because the maritime industry, it's lucrative. We travel the world. We learn different languages. We go to the best parties on the planet. And so I was just in Fort Lauderdale with some colleagues in my industry. And we talk about how, oh, my gosh, we just... We take it to a certain level, but we need help to take it to the next level. So blessed. I feel so blessed. But that's because I keep doing the next right thing. Mm -hmm. Every day I don't do that. Some days I owe apologies, usually to Leah. But other than that, (laughs) you know, I try. Well, speaking of being all over the world, where is the coolest place you've traveled? And is there somewhere you haven't been able to go yet that's on your bucket list? Yes, I would love to go to Turkey. Okay. I have not been. Nice. I heard the cruising there is beautiful. I don't know how many marinas are there. I haven't researched it. But I mean, I would like to go up to Istanbul by boat and then cruise around Turkey. I think that would be awesome. My favorite place to go, I don't really have one anywhere. There, the destination is the boat. Mm-hmm. The easiest places to go by boat is obviously for me... I love the south of France. I absolutely love it. And I love the Amalfi Coast. But the Mm -hmm. south of France, it's, I don't know. I love it there. You could go skiing and go sailing in the same day. I don't sail. You could go skiing and go boating in the same day. (laughs) I love that. We always say that about Southern California. I'm like, you can go snowboarding and surfing in the same yeah, day. Yeah, I know, isn't that? I mean, when you look at it like that, mm-hmm. the yeah. South of France Yeah, we've is said magical. that growing up here. We've always said that. We've got like the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was based sure. in Barcelona for four years. I think mm-hmm. it's the most livable city in the Mediterranean. Uh-huh. I love Spain. It's beautiful. But I think the French Riviera, there's so many ports you can go to in such a short distance. Yeah. What are the biggest differences between the Med and the Caribbean? The med is the med. Okay. It is I've never been to either. So I just see, watch okay, it. I see. So, so. Yeah. These teal waters. And... History, history, history. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing is I don't, I mean, I don't drink, so I don't go to the bars. I mean, I go with my crew, but I take these tours. Like I saw the Last Supper in Milan. Mm. It's on a wall. It's incredible. And had a historian explain the painting to me. Wow. wow. I saw the David in Florence, you know, like you go to these places and you see the art and the culture. In the Caribbean, it's more about the beach, the sand, the swimming. Uh, there's culture there, but not like the Mediterranean with the history. I mean, Genoa. Let's look at Genoa. Genoa was the bank of Europe. You know, Christopher Columbus was 
born in Genoa. Wow. So the Genoavese said, we're not going to loan you the money. So he went to Spain. And when he went to Spain, the Spanish borrowed the money from Genoa to send Christopher sailing across hmm. the ocean blue in 1942. Wow. <laughs> Look, you get a little lesson here. 1492, Columbus <laughs> sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, it's the only it's thing I cool. remember. And you know what? There's a statue of him in Barcelona pointing towards Africa, not even towards America. No it's way. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like funny. saying the Statue of Liberty is in Jersey to New Yorkers. Yeah. Which it is. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. I'm a history. I yeah. love history. That's awesome. I feel like now as an adult, I have such a fonder appreciation for history in yeah. school in high school literally my least favorite class it probably was also the teacher I think her name was like Mrs. Pranic it was just like in the name and I was like oh history class but now I can't wait for my daughter to grow up and take history class and come home and want to do her homework with me because now I just enjoy yeah. learning about history so much more I know I hear you yeah when you travel on a boat and you're a crew I always say to the crew you can go to a bar anywhere Mm -hmm. take time and go see the town totally the for sure yeah, yeah it's pretty cool that's awesome you want to do that with your daughter yeah congratulations congratulations thank like, you and i want her to be a world traveler and mm -hmm. as a kid i mean i had an amazing life nothing wrong with this but i didn't yeah, ever leave the country you know mm -hmm. i didn't get out of america until i was in my early 30s that's americans yeah because yeah. you know how they know an american they speak one language. Uh -huh. yeah, That's what true. they say in your yeah. yeah. You know why our country's so big? And parents are very, you know, they don't really want their kids to go anywhere. They right. want to keep them, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. Europe and Australia, they kick them out of the house and go, go explore. Well, Sheena's husband's from New Zealand, yeah. raised in Australia. And yeah, he said it's very different here. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad both my girls are traveling now. And yeah. yeah. My other daughter just got back from the Amalfi Coast and... She was in Saint-Tropez, and oh, she just loved everything yeah. there. Beautiful. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this season. Hmm. I'm so, I mean, especially also being on a Bravo show, I always like to know a little bit of the behind the scenes on other shows. So how much of a heads up did you have that you were going to be a part of this season? Did Captain Lee call you and it's like two days later you're there? One day. No. Wow. wow. The One production day. company makes that call. Okay. And you... For me, I looked at Leah. It was February 13th. We had plans for Valentine's, Valentine's. Day. And she said, go. Aww. I go, are you sure? She's like, yeah. And then she had a surgery plan. And I go, it's only for two weeks. <laughs> little <laughs> did I know. It's a little longer. Uh, but yeah, you know, you call you. There's a calling. There's a reason. So my both my parents died when I was at sea. You know how many captains mm, wow. stepped in for me? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Because that's what captains do for each other. Yeah, you're there for each other. Yeah. yeah, I was in the Barcelona boat show, and I remember this captain, and I looked at him, and I'm like, I have to go. Will you mind driving mm -hmm. this boat? 
But remember, he just can't step on the boat and drive the boat. Mm -hmm. I have to get insurance approval, background check. That happens on yachts. Yeah. Same thing on the show. Yeah. The only reason I'm sure they reached out to me was because I'm approved. Right. And I had to go through the approval of insurance as well. Yeah. It's not an easy thing. It isn't like, oh, I'll decide to drive this boat or that boat. It's, right. you know, <laughs> insurance companies care. They yeah. care. It's a lot of money. What is the hardest thing about coming into a crew you don't know at all? You've had no time to really prep or get to know them. What is the hardest and most challenging thing stepping onto someone else's yacht? You know, besides the show, when a captain takes over a vessel, they take their crew with them, mm -hmm. right? So usually in my industry, I have crew I've had for season after season after season. Yeah. We, you find the good ones, you keep them. Right. right? You you fight for their money. And yeah. I always fought for the money because we all show up for the money. Mm -hmm. We love what we do, but we like the it's paycheck. Nice to get paid. <laughs> yeah. This is different. You step on a boat, you want to keep the same crew. You mm -hmm. always want to keep the same crew that you start with. Sure. Mm -hmm. However, when they're not doing well and the other crew are talking about it and they're complaining and mm -hmm. it's the con you're the constant problem. You got to eliminate it because it's like right. a cancer. It spreads through the boat. Is it, Camille it, the cancer? I like Camille very much. <laughs> you just saw you. her recently. I saw on Instagram. Yeah, you know, we you met up with her. Or so, she met up with you. That's right. She invited me to uh, a race. Mm -hmm. Years ago, I ran a 92-foot Hatteras. We built, we were building a 157-foot motor yacht when the boat sold. That man, John Dane, he owned the shipyard. And I said, can I drive it, please? And he goes, your boss doesn't, he hasn't paid for the boat yet. I go, please. <laughs> so he stood on that dock. He let me drive it through Lake Pontchartrain Bridge, which is very narrow because they did their sea trials. It's in mm -hmm. New Orleans. And he was racing and Camille's family, their family. So that's our, what we have in common. So she goes, hey, Aww. you know, John, the Johns are down here because it's John Jr. and Sr. And big, he has a big family. And I went and watched, met with them. And it was really cool. And Camille was there. And it was a funny conversation. She's a good girl. Yeah. She's, she's funny. You know, and I heard, oh, no, she was great on the show. She, yeah. yeah. She's funny, you know, even she goes, I guess, you know, I have to, you know, work in a job where I'm the boss or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She's very funny. Mm -hmm. You know, she wasn't out to hurt anyone or upset anyone. She didn't know. Right. So watching the show it is, I am, I am laughing because I was like, <laughs> holy cannoli. It's right. pretty funny. But, you How know, every one of them. They come on, you know, they work hard. They play hard. Some right. people just, they think it's just fun. Sure. It, is, it can be fun, but there's work there's too. still a job. Right. You might be filming a TV show, but there's still a job. You're still running this, this yes. super yacht, as you say. Yeah, so. so I had to let her go. I know. Yeah. yeah. How is that for you watching back the season, seeing what your crew's doing behind your back all time? The best part is like... <laughs> Every time they're in front of my eyeballs, they're doing yeah, a good job. Sure. Right. So all I see is they're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see the show and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I get it now. Like yeah. I see why everyone was complaining. Cause I'm like, why is everyone complaining? I, every time I see her, she's working. Yeah. But, yeah. And you said, and, and you gave her a lot of chances. You said, you yeah, know, basically do better. Yes. You know, I think, yes. you, I think those might've been your words or something, but. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when a situation like that happens, I know there was some recent mm. Twitter drama with Captain Lee saying, was it that he said you fired her before he was notified and he wanted to know about it before or what exactly happened there? Can we say? 
Well, I can. <laughs> so let's not forget Captain Lee was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you was hours before charter. The last thing on my mind is calling Captain Lee. In the hospital. That's right. And saying, by the way, I don't need his permission to fire anybody. Yeah. I'm signed on as captain. I'm fully responsible for mm-hmm. their lives. The courtesy was the call after, which I did. Yes. By the way, I had to let Camille go. That was a courtesy call. Did I have to do it? No. And I think sometimes people get caught up in their ego Mm -hmm. and they don't know when to let go. Again, it wasn't about me. It's his struggle, not mine. Mm -hmm. I don't take it personal because I can't imagine what he's going through. Yeah. Thank God I've done all this work on myself because, girl, I'd probably go (laughs) postal on him. Oh, my God. I I did a lot of self, you know, reflection and. You know, I don't have enemies out there. I don't make enemies. I'm not that person. Remember, let's just be kind. There's a way to have a conversation. If there's an issue, give me a call, man. Yeah. I, you know how many times I try to call that man? He doesn't take my call. (laughs) So the first you saw about this was also in social media? Yes, I had no idea. Yeah, I was a little disappointed when I was reading a lot of stuff on Twitter and whatnot. I don't have Mm. an issue. And today I I don't have an issue. Right. Like I don't. I'm living my life. I'm not focused on the semantics of how, how one person thinks it should happen. It's like, where's the gratitude of stepping in? Mm-hmm. And it was a big job for me. It wasn't easy. Oh my God. Yeah. I was so intimidated by that boat. I got to tell you, I walked up and that wind was blowing. And I was like, Gigi Fernandez is standing behind me. That gold oh my gosh, winner. right. I mean, videotaping me. And I know they're thinking, is she going to take it off the dock? Is she not going to take it off the mm. dock? And I have to tell you, that woman standing behind me gave me the courage to take it off the dock. Wow. Because I am not a person, I'm a risk taker, but a calculated risk taker. So in my mind, there's rocks. I was told it has half capacity bow thruster. The wind is the opposite direction. I don't, I've never drove the boat before. I didn't have a proper handover. I'm like, which button do I push, you know? And, you know, I took over and and just said, okay. And I was watching the wind gust and timing the wind gust and decided in between the wind gusts, I would maneuver. And I did. And the worst case scenario is I land on the rocks and that ends our season. Yeah. You know, cause it's That's not a good thing. Costly too. <laughs> Maybe good camera time, but. <laughs> right. No, I mean. I don't think they would be happy with me. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know that we would want to see that on camera. No. You know, there's, there's enough, I think that goes on with the crew. You don't want anything to happen in hmm. the boat. But you know, I'm not in my ego. I, yeah. I admit I, that was intimidating. It was a big boat. I never drove a boat that was a thousand tons. Wow. Oh, and as That's I was huge. driving in, it was so crazy because. You, you know, you think you need steerage five knots. Next thing you know, I'm doing six knots and I see the dock and I'm like, I pulled it back and that boat was not slowing down. Mm. <laughs> I thought, oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to hit scary. the dock. But I turned it and it laid perfectly on the side. I'm like, Amazing. yes, I look like a champion. <laughs> you are. You are a champion. Definitely. And I think the whole crew noticed that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just Thanks. see, was it, is it Katie? Is that her name? The yeah, deckhand? I, yeah. You know, what a, she, she walked up to me. I did this fundraiser and she goes, I... I admire you. I want to be like you. I want a job. I want to be a captain. And I thought, Aww. then never stop. Never give up. Yeah. Don't get caught up in all that yeah. stuff. Just go to school like Malia. Right. Malia just got her first officer's watch certificate. Good for her. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you brought up Malia, which makes me think of Hannah. And I got mm-hmm. a lot of questions coming in about Hannah. Would you change anything about your last season with Hannah, how it ended? Would you work with Hannah again? 
How did she handle backlash from firing Hannah? Did she think Malia was a sneak? Well, that's a lot of questions, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I got a lot of questions that came in about yeah. Hannah. Hannah and I have been friends from her first season on the show. So for me as a friend, I was so bummed to see her go. But I can't imagine for you mm-hmm. how hard that must have been for someone, your chief stew you worked with for so many years. You know, I don't usually talk about it because it's we're in a different season like so many seasons I yeah won't say this one thing and that's it I called my maritime attorney he goes mm-hmm. fire her I go understood and you did yes. yeah so okay. when you're a captain you know we're federally licensed mm-hmm. like I'm I am a, a merchant marine officer for the United States government that's what my ticket yeah. is when you have that you know that Casa del Concordia captain's in prison you didn't know that? The guy no. that ran that ship aground? No. But he didn't run it aground. He was actually having dinner. Do you know that if I was off the boat and something catastrophic happened, I would go That's to prison? <gasps> wow. I am responsible. Do you know every crew member that signs onto that vessel is under my responsibility? Yeah. Wow. Until they're repatriated back to their destination where we got them? Oh, my gosh. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Wow. I worked really hard to get my license. Yeah. And if you can't not smoke pot. For a mm-hmm. season. And by the way, they do random drug testing. I would be responsible. Yeah. I don't care who they are. I mm-hmm. will never take a risk for something I work so totally. hard for. So right now, I just want a boat and just like cruise up the East Coast, do mm. the Hamptons. Yes. You know, do Sail Cape away. Cod. Yeah. I just chill. But I have this book now. I can't. I got to do press, press, press. Because yes, yes. I do. I want to sell my book. And right. I also want people to get something out of it. That's why I shared so much about my personal story yeah you know addiction runs rampant in this country and other countries and i'm a product of that of uh, uh on the other side of it yeah totally. and you've been sober what 32 Two? years 33 33 congratulations August that's amazing 34. amazing congratulations that's i mean i was a mess <laughs> wow and look at I you! I can't now. imagine if I was drinking and driving a boat. Oh, oh my no. God! No, I think I'd just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this once. I, you know, I'm not, wasn't always so calm. I had a chef uh, years ago. I'll never forget. I was pulling off the dock, and I go throw him his effing luggage, and we. Th- I made my crew throw his luggage on the oh, dock. Oh wow! If- <laughs> and he was like shoot me a bird, and I'm like fuck, you know, it's like going back. But I wasn't always so calm. Mm. Yeah, that chef drove me batshit crazy and uh, so bad that I threw him his luggage on the dock. Yeah. This was back in the year 2001. Oh, wow. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I want to play a little game that just popped in my head. If you could, from all of the seasons that we've seen on the show, Med or Caribbean, if you could pick your ideal crew, who would it be? The Med and the Caribbean, you know, they're all great. Honestly, I would want the people who really want careers in yachting and Mm -hmm. not TV. Uh, I think a lot of times, like, here's where I spend my time. If they're there for a career in yachting, that's who I spend time with. Mm -hmm. 
Malia, I'm going to use her as an example. She only wanted to be a dive instructor. The next day, because I said, you'd make a great captain because she's a great diffuser. Because Mm -hmm. when Adam and Wes were talking about her and she walked in, she's like, you both kissed me tonight. (laughs) And she walked through the main salon. And I went, that is awesome. She confronted the problem. Yeah. She diffused it. And she went to bed. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that's a skill. Yeah. You know, I think you're born as a leader. You can learn leadership Mm -hmm. styles, but... She was a natural born leader. So I decided to invest in her. The next day, she's like, did you look at the log? I'm like, no. She goes, I looked at my classes. I was like, I thought you just wanted to be a dive instructor. She's like, no, I think I'll be a captain. And I love that. it's people like that. Like Wes from my first season, mm-hmm. you know, he couldn't tie a line. Yeah. He's a first officer now. That's, that's amazing. And you look at Wes, Wesley, and he is an actual captain now. Like you look at these people. So anyone out there, any of these crew ever wanted to come back and really love being in the maritime industry. I'd spend time with them. Yeah. My favorites are the people who want this as a career. Totally. I love that. Yeah, me too. So for this many seasons, do you find that in the beginning, now, middle, when was it easiest to manage the crew? Like in the beginning, was it people were just in it for yachting and now people are more in it for TV and it's become more difficult? I'm curious. In the beginning, I had to learn to slow down because the camera people, right? We have stairs. Right. We have like corners. Their cameras are big. Right. Those mic boxes are heavy. Oh, yeah. I had to learn to slow down. I also had to learn the pace of filming and allowing the crew. Remember, they're casted. I don't hire them. They're not that experienced to learn. I'm a teacher. Yeah, I, I want to teach. Mm-hmm. You know, like I... I'm, I had someone who taught me and when someone shows you something, you learn, it feels good. It's like, wow, they're invested in me. I had to learn not to do that, which is so hard for me. Um, Other than that, like getting used to the cameras, the fourth wall, Mm -hmm. not, you know, Hey, good morning. (laughs) Listen, I'm in the charter business. We talk to everybody. So I had to learn not to talk to them. And Uh uh, as far as the crew, I look at everyone that first day, it's a new day. It's a new, you know, new opportunity. Let's yeah. see who's in it to win it. Yeah. And that's where I spend my time. Yeah. Who did you bond with first coming into this new crew? Captain Lee's crew? Yes. Bond? I don't think it's a bonding. I think it's a respect. Okay. Where who did I, who gained my respect? I, now, looking at Ross and what he's doing, please. <laughs> I really admired his leadership style. Mm-hmm. When you watch Ross, he takes time. How he dealt with Katie when she overslept, I thought was really excellent. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to get into it then. He needed her on deck to do the work. Right. Ross was a captain. Oh. You should see his CV. It's insane. Wow. Ah, he has been a captain. And I go, Ross, why did you stop? And he goes, the responsibility. Yeah. Huh. There's a lot of responsibility to be yeah. because I'd rather be a first mate. You know, so he does that. He's great at leading a team. So I think of all the crew on board. Yeah, I, you know, Fraser's got a lot to learn. He admitted that, you know, it was his first chief student job. He was a little overwhelmed. He sent me a nice message on Instagram. He's grateful. And yeah. it was really a really nice message. Haley. Yeah. She's so funny. Yeah, she's so I mean, cute. She's just neutral. She's Switzerland. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, she's just there. She's, you know, trying to do her best. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really felt respect from her. 
And yeah, I mean, Rachel, great chef. Great personality. Oh my God, she's so funny. She I love her. Is something else. Her little yeah. one liners. Oh <laughs> my is. gosh, always under her breath. And yeah. Fucking. I, yeah. Uh, great conversations with her in the galley. Yeah. Um, honestly. And I, you know, I don't know where she is now, but. Our... Do you enjoy when the guests ask you to join them for dinner? Yes. Like, do you, you know, like to do that? Okay. Yes. Sure. But I can't do every dinner. Right. You know, it's a lot. You know, our film schedule is like, ugh. when I can sleep, I try to grab it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, you make friends. Like I'm, you know, Adam, the last charter, like I'm, we're friends because mm -hmm. he's sober. I'm sober. Yeah. Like we bonded. I bonded with him. I love that. Yeah. What would you say are your favorite parts about filming the show and the most challenging? Because unlike, you know, our show did start based at the restaurant, but now, you know, it's our lives, but we're just living our lives. You're actually doing your career that you've right. done for so long as well as this new career of having it on camera. So what would you say are the most challenging parts, but also your favorite? So I love logistics. I'm a captain. That's all we do. I love production. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we work together on where to anchor, the weather. I can't change the weather, like how to handle the guests when they're mm -hmm. not happy, when I say I can't leave the dock. It's like in those, you know, it's easy to do a good job when everything's going your way and be happy. Mm-hmm. How do we respond when it all falls apart, right? So that's what building on that character. So I think logistically for me, it's the challenge that I actually love. Yeah. The part I don't like is, you know, it's, we don't sleep. <laughs> it's hard. I, you know, it's for me, I, let me put it this way. I, I guess when you watch the show, you see the limited sleep. Yeah. It's hard. Although MLC requires us to have certain hours of rest, mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have to sleep. The maritime labor convention. Wow. What is the average night of sleep that most of the crew gets? Five, six hours. Okay, so like having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then they got to go upstairs and turn it on. Right. Yeah. So, and serve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. And, oh. you know, I watched the show and go, oh my God, I had no idea. Ross was hooking up with all those girls and then... <laughs> Breaking their hearts. It's like, yeah, right. I know yes. this one, that one, swim I, up to this one. I was yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. What is the average cost for a charter? Like the ones that we're watching on the show? 500 to 750,000. Wow. They're expensive. That's insane. Mm -hmm. So the amount that they're giving, like I think recently it was like 31,000. That's given, that's just the tip. That doesn't, yeah. That, yeah. Holy crap. Uh -huh. What oh, did you think that was? No, I just, a tip. <laughs> I know it's the tip, but I didn't right. know if like that's also money for the charter. That's why I'm like, how much does a charter actually cost? So that's just the tip. Yeah. On so, wow. you know, before 2008, money was very like, we made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I got a hundred thousand euro tip for 12 crew. Well, that's what I was going to, do you get a piece of that tip that comes yeah. in? Oh yeah. Okay, so, good. Uh, and I, so basically how it works in the real world of yachting is mm -hmm. the captain gets the tip money. Mm -hmm. A lot of captains might keep a, a bigger portion. Okay. And then, but I, there are a lot of captains that split it evenly. Gotcha. But the, the captain's in charge of the tip. Mm -hmm. The usually the, what's ever left over in the APA is the tip money. And so that makes the crew conscious of spending. <laughs> Mm. it's kind of funny mm. uh, that could be your tip and right. the other part is a lot of people will add extra money has there ever been a charter where somebody didn't leave a tip i you know back in the day i had a guy 
he left 750 euros. Wow. And my crew worked so hard. And that's why I always say at the beginning of the season, don't base your performance on the money the client gives you. You can't please everyone. Your ultimate goal is to please me as your captain. Mm -hmm. I'm your filter. I'll decide if you did a good job or if you didn't do a good job. Yeah. Because it's impossible to please every client. Yeah. And I always say count your tips at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not each tip. Yeah. It's going to range. Yeah. And not everybody tips the same. Sheena's foreign husband, you know, he, I guess they don't teach him. They don't really tip, I guess, in Australia. No, because they make more money serving. Hourly. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had a, yeah, we've had to work with him. And I think he's good. No, now, now he he's great. Movie with Steve Martin. It's over tipping, we believe in. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Over tipping. And when you're in the service business, you tip more than. Always. Well, Even if it's bad service, I'm like, you don't know what happened to that person, what they're going day, through today. Right. You know, they could have, their pet could have just died or something. And then they have to show up for work. So I'm like, I never know what someone's going through. I'm still always going to tip because. You've always been a good tipper. Yeah, yeah. You just never know. I was just in a restaurant in Fort Lauderdale. Every time I go to that place, I go, I'm never coming back. My friends always want to go there. And I got up from the table after an hour and 15 minutes waiting for our food. The manager was there. He obviously knew who I was. And I go, I'm sorry, man. It's been an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I got to be in South Miami. So I got an email from him saying, I'm really sorry. He comped the meal. I wasn't looking for that. I was just looking for the food. Yeah. And I go, we'll come back for that reason. Yeah. You know, it's just like he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Aww. I appreciate that. Yeah. I know you have had uh, some health scares and uh, I know you're all about living a very healthy life now. So heart attack. Mm-hmm. And then you were just telling me this morning. Yeah, you dealt with cancer. Mm-hmm. And as horrible as that is, the story about how you found out is amazing and crazy. Yeah. You want to yeah. so, tell the listeners uh, about that? Have a Ducati, still mm-hmm. have a Ducati motorcycle, and uh, was headed to the Miami Boat Show. About I was speeding in a car. 70 miles an hour, I think I read. 70 miles an hour. Wow. And a car pulled in front of me. I felt my mother's presence. I thought, I'm going to die. I actually thought this when I was spinning in the air, I'm going to heaven. Like, I was fine. I woke up on the pavement with this girl standing over me. I go, what the fuck? I thought I was going somewhere else. Are you kidding me? So the lady is like freaking out that she hit me. And I'm like, call 911. So she did. And as a result, they discovered kidney cancer. Mm. Wow. And yeah, it's a silent killer. So get your body scanned. Yeah. Who knew? And the heart attack happened... I was in Soul Cycle here in Beverly Hills, and I had had an I Believe tour, and I had a cardiologist speak. And do you know, eighty percent of heart attacks for women can be avoided if because we ignore the pain. Wow! And because our pain, it's not always the same as no, the, the same symptoms right. men have. Yeah. That's right; they're different. And, and tough day. too. We kind of oh, we're I'm, I could get through fine. this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. So check your go get scanned. So basically, I had a feel. I had high blood pressure. I didn't know I had. I didn't know what, what do they call it? Hypertension. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that meant high blood pressure. Every time I go to the doctor, they go, yeah, do you have hypertension? I go, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. So yeah. in soul cycle, and I felt I couldn't swallow. I didn't have a pain in my chest and my heart rate wasn't going down. So I thought, this is, it was a month after I heard Tiffany, Dr. Tiffany Sizemore speak. And it was crazy. Next thing you know, I go, I am not going to call 
911 in the middle of Beverly That's Hills. what I read that I thought was crazy. You didn't want to. I called an Uber. Yeah, oh she my... didn't want to bother anybody. And she called an Uber. What? See, I went to walk to that. my car and I couldn't. Then my arm started to go numb and I went. I called an Uber. <laughs> Can you imagine being that driver? I'm having a heart attack. I need to go to Cedar Sinai. Well, no, it happened this story to, just last, last week. Last week, one of my drivers, I go, I talked to my driver, you know, how are you going? How's your day? And he goes, Oh, ma'am. He goes, I just had to drive someone to Cedar Sinai who was having yeah, a heart, heart attack. attack. And I'm like, They called an Uber? So I'm I like, thought people do that. <laughs> and then I read your story. And I was oh, like, yeah. my oh my gosh. God. Can't be people bothered with 911. Yeah. Wait wow. for my left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had what's called SCAD, spontaneous, wow. spontaneous artery coronary dissection. It's a tear. A tear. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have, my heart's fine. Thank God. Wow. So did, thank God. So it healed on its own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And I had. It's so scary. It, yeah. It was. And I kept saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Yeah. When, when I got hit by the car, because I was so close to death. Right. Because I wasn't close to death with my heart attack. Yeah. Because I was close to death. I felt my mom's presence. Mm. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's she was so like crazy. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. The totally. heart attack. I think I was more scared of the heart attack. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want to die. My life is really good. You yeah. Know? And my life was good then as well. Wow. And that was about eight years ago, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thank well, we're you. glad you're here. Your homework. Yeah, Thank you. it's not homework. I I appreciate you. Thank you. I, I appreciate you're a really good that. person. And now yeah. I told Thank my mom. You. I said, "Guess who's going to be on my I podcast?" Know. I told. I told her and that I was when like, I saw her. "Do you want to co-host?" <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. we just we love watching you. Don't and just you love the impact about. that you have on people? Hundred percent. That's just, why I do it. So you know, I always share mm-hmm. the story, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but there was a captain called. Her name is Vicky. She's still alive. And she took over a boat called Medusa, which was owned by Paul Allen. That boat was massive. And I remember on my little 92 footer, I was looking over going, wow, she was driving that boat out of the Monaco Harbor. And I'm like, I can be that like her someday. And I was like a captain on a smaller boat. She had no idea the impact she had on my life. Wow. Just showing up in life and doing your job, Mm -hmm. you impact people. And having that platform like you do, you are impacting lives. Mm -hmm. And that's a responsibility that we have to show yeah, up for. It is. Yeah. yeah. That's why I do what I do when I'm so open on this podcast, on, you know, the show. I just, I feel like being an open book when you have a public platform is so important because you never know how many people you're helping by mm-hmm. sharing your story. Yes, mm-hmm. because everyone thinks a lot of people are perfect. You're like, no, nah, I'm not. That's why I put the stuff exactly. in my book that yeah. I did. Like, Same with yeah. Sheena. She's done not that. even close to perfect. Yes. One thing I was reading about you, I know you have a daily practice you've developed on staying grounded. Can you expand on that a little more? I wake up, you know, Denzel Washington talks about this. Put your slippers under the bed, hit your knees, ask for help. You know, help another person without telling someone that you help them. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you uh, finish your day, review your day. Have you, did you say something sarcastic? You own amends and promptly make that amends because that keeps your spirit clear, I believe. Mm -hmm. And for me, most of the times it's with Leah because they always say, if you really want to work on yourself, get into a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great relationship. We learned how to communicate well together. And yeah, and to me, it's about touching the lives of those people. But you got to learn to fill your own cup. Yeah. And then pausing in those moments where I always say to people, and because I do a lot of corporate speaking, the one place you can be alone is where? Where is that place? 
The bathroom. Oh, I was going to say mm. in the shower. Yeah. The bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like shower, yeah. you go to the bathroom. Well, Sheena's going, wait, I have a one and a half year old, so I don't really get alone. The she bathroom comes with me. So when you're in that stall, <laughs> put those headphones in, play right. that music that turns no, your right. mood yeah. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say your prayer, whatever you need to do. Yeah. But just, and if you're in the middle and you're ready to lose your mind and make a decision you'll regret, mm-hmm. just say, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And ground Good yourself. Advice. I like that. Very good. What I do. You know how many times I go to the bathroom on below deck? (laughs) (laughs) Need some me time. That's funny. What would you say is the craziest lesson you've learned in this industry? Pay attention. Mm. To be honest, because once, and I I don't know if this is in my book, but I actually missed a marina because I was talking. So I said to the first officer, where's the marina? He goes, it's 25 miles back the other way. And I went... Why didn't you say something? Because he, <laughs> him and I were just talking. He goes, well, we were talking. Yeah. Mm. So the owner goes, I go find another marina. So he did. And I went in the marina. I'm like, and I kind of blamed his friend. I didn't take responsibility. I'm like, Mr. Roger, can you believe your friend told us to come here? He goes, that's stupid, man. I go, okay, <laughs> we'll go somewhere else. I didn't take that's responsibility, funny. but I should have. Yeah. So I, you know, when I'm at the helm, I pay attention. Yeah. So pay attention and listen. Yeah. Listen, that's so important. Mm-hmm. Totally. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I got some more fan questions that came in. Miranda Adventure wants to know what has been your favorite boating location and are you close to any other female captains? I'm close to female captains. Yes. Sally, Vicky, mm-hmm. there's a few, Paula, and there's not many though. We have to change that. Yeah, that's a shame. And obviously the south of France. Mm -hmm. Love Sam wants to know how old is too old to start a yachting career? I don't think you're ever too old. There are other jobs. I think if to work on deck, you have to be young. It's a very physical job. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also in the interior, if you want, there's sales jobs or it could be a charter broker. There's so many jobs in my industry. You're never too old. Yeah. Love that. Madeline Dot Holdren, what is the worst thing a stew or deckhand has ever done? You don't not have to on say the show. Him. I had a guy. I fired him three times and hired him back each time because he was a good soul. <laughs> he just kept running our tender ground. Mm. He wasn't paying attention. Mm. Like, like we got hit. We were in Capri. I thought, oh my god, we were just hit by a boat because it was that hard of a hit. And it was, and him? It, was it was Tom. Oh, Tom. 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 Three times. Wow. The last time. I was like, everybody on deck, we were loading on a big ship called Dockwise at 6 a.m. I didn't notice we had 12 crew. Tom wasn't around. It was towards the end after we loaded on the ship. I'm like, where's Tom? Everybody was so quiet. No Tom. Next thing you know, Tom comes walking up the dock. I'm like, go pack your stuff. I'm going to take you to breakfast before I send you home. Mm. But I want to know, was she worth it? Oh. Oh. And then he, after the breakfast, he had to walk four miles. He had no (laughs) idea where he was. When I heard the journey he had to take, I said, I'll give you a reprieve. If you paint, ride the ship over, you have two weeks to paint the engines. And I like how the paint job is. I'll keep you. And I did. Nice. That's good. And Dana Wozniak, how many people have you had to fire since you've become captain? Not a lot. That's you know, good. I've had to fire people, of course, yeah. but yeah. not many. I fire more people on below deck than in oh, my wow. real career. Yeah. I think in my real career, maybe five people. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
Sarah Parks 21 wants to know which Bravo star would you have charter a boat? So if we could do, uh, you know, like ultimate girls trip, but not ultimate girls trip, just bring together like some people from Bravo. Is there a show or someone you're a fan of that you would want to have as a guest on your boat? Well, I'd start right here. The Aww. two of you. Amazing. Yeah. So I don't really think like that, but for me, the crossovers are great. I think it's great for our so franchise. So good. Yeah, and you guys get it, so you understand. Yeah. So I think it would be awesome. Yeah. Let's put that out in the universe because right. I do think that Bravo needs to do more crossover. crossovers. You know, we have Winter House, which is so good, just did their second season. We've got Ultimate Girls Trip on, what, season three or four now. I think... Summer House started with you guys. Yeah, Summer House started with us, and then we started with Housewives. Housewives. But all of those crossovers, I think, are so interesting. And it's funny, I was saying a few years ago when I was single, and I was like, I went on a date with this Southern Charm. I went on a date with this Shaw, <laughs> this Summer House. And I'm like, you never got to see any of that. And now they're doing all these crossovers. I'm like, well, miss my boat there. But I think it would be so fun to see more things like that. Like get a crew from one show and put them on a boat and then have that crossover. Let's manifest it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we should have some production crossover. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think if I could at at the end of every season, if I could have take the entire production team out boating, Mm. that would be awesome. That would be so fun. They work so hard. Yeah. Just like I wish we could charter two extra days. Yeah. And we show them a good time. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out to all of the crews that make these shows possible Mm -hmm. because without them, we don't have this show, you know, like when Real Housewives of Beverly Hills got put on pause, the first thing I thought of, I'm like, what about the crew? All of this crew who's planning on, you know, starting on this show again this month and then their job just gets put on pause. I feel like people think about the cast and don't think about the production yeah. and how much what they go through. They yeah. leave their families and they yep. they have to hear our emotional garbage. You know, it's like our totally not garbage, but our emotional. Sometimes. No. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, some of it can be. But yeah, that I would love yeah. to do for them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because, you, you know, as a captain, I got to choose who to take on the boat, right? So yeah. I would always, the leftover alcohol from each charter, if they didn't pay tax, we keep the alcohol because okay. it's tax-free. Mm-hmm. And I would use that to promote and sell the crew right so i'm like okay so i did a lot of team building stuff with the crew and then i have a lot of charter brokers come on and test us yeah do dinners lunches nice yeah cocktail parties theme parties because theme parties are big in my industry they do whole charter yes. shows yeah. with theme parties <laughs> totally oh my gosh bravo loves theme parties yeah. too. i know like Love your last thing. season last season it was too much yeah it's too many theme season parties nine, too many theme parties do you have a favorite season that you have filmed favorite season favorite season that's location south of france uh-huh. <clears throat> uh favorite season boat i really liked i have to say i really liked the saint david Oh, but I also liked uh, Lady Michelle. Okay. Favorite season cast. Well, they're all a lot of work, you know. (laughs) Favorite chef is Dave. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Okay, so let's go with that. Because yeah, who who makes or break the charter? Let's talk about that. That's a chef, right? So the when the chef and the chief stew, those two, have a good rapport, Mm -hmm. it makes my job easier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. What would you say is the hardest part about being a good captain and a leader? A uh, uh, good captain is knowing the line to be a leader <clears throat> when you're not their friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to make friends. Right. You you build these friendships. It's hard to build a friendship in six weeks, mm-hmm. right? So the friends that I have for my old crew, 
we spent years together. Mm. You know, we have, oh my God, the stories, like just because I interviewed him with my writer of all the stories and I didn't remember half the stuff. I'm like, I did what to you? He goes, yeah, <laughs> he gave me $600, told me to chop through those weeds, get 45 miles to an airstrip and told me to wait there. Mm. I go, yeah. Did you do it? He goes, yeah. I'm like, we had a charter show to get to. Yeah. You know, I didn't remember that. Um, so uh, I trust them. So I honestly, it's, I don't really have an answer for that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we love watching you. I can't wait to see more. Thank mm -hmm. you. What was your favorite part of BravoCon to end this with? I know I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it. The golf carts. Yes. Weird. Watching the navigation. Oh, of I was the gonna say carts. when you guys are like behind the scenes. It was around, hilarious. What, yeah. Because I don't think they had their lessons in driving in this. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the lady was like, back it up, number nine. He goes, It's a danger to back up. As our person was like, We can't back up, it's dangerous. It was so funny because it was like one tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd see the same people going in Totally. <laughs> I would see your Snapchats. You would send me when you were on them and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. No, it was funny. so much fun. I like to watch what happens live. I think that having everybody, every cast member in that room was mm -hmm. epic. And yeah. Andy is incredible. He's the best. He's a great host. Yeah. Did you catch my performance? Yeah. It was Doing those little <laughs> splits there, Shana? No, it was so fun. Did the you plan one... on doing the splits? Or I did. did. You just did oh, that? no, I oh, was okay. stretching. I think you even see it on the vlog. I'm like oh, literally okay. stretching in my hotel room. I was like, I got this. You weren't worried about the pants ripping or anything? Not those. The original okay. outfit I was going to wear, I probably couldn't have done the splits okay. in. So it worked out that that outfit I forgot. And mm -hmm. the other one that came was a size Perfect. too big and I had some stretch in it. Nice. But the one thing I didn't like that I want to end this with that they did at BravoCon is they did like a this or that. And I thought it was really rude. And I remember looking straight at Captain Sandy when they did it. Because it was like, which Tom's the better Tom? Which captain's the better captain? Is like Captain Lee or Captain Sandy? And then when things are a landslide, I'm like, it's just, it's so bully-like. I was like, I don't like this. That's I rude. Thank you. So I would have voted for you. Thank you. Yeah. Same. I don't think anyone voted. It was too fast. It was, it was so quick. <laughs> yeah. But those things, I'm just like... It's like you know, when you pick teams, you know, someone's still going to get picked last. It doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. It's, it's never fun. It's okay. But I like thank you. I, yeah. Thank you. That's well, really kind. We love you. Thank you. Can't wait to read your book and thank continue you. watching you on your journey. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mom, for co-hosting. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And everyone, be sure, if you haven't already, pick up a copy of Captain Sandy's book, Be the Calm or Be the Storm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Do you want it? Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.